I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 49. Today, we talk about overlooked pain. Trivial aches and pains could lead to serious problems. What we need to know on this Don't Miss Life-Changing Episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to today's show. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com at Dr. Bond. My guest today is Dr. Christine Horner. She is a nationally known surgeon, author, and professional speaker, and holds two board certifications, the National Board of Surgery and the National Board of Plastic Surgery. Dr. Horner was recognized as a leader in her field shortly after starting her plastic and reconstructive surgery practice because she successfully ran a national campaign to pass laws requiring insurance companies to pay for breast reconstruction following a mastectomy. Her five-year crusade with the Breast Reconstruction Efficacy Project led to the passage of an unprecedented federal law that was signed by President Bill Clinton in 1998, requiring insurance companies to pay for this specific surgical procedure. She is also the award-winning author of Waking the Warrior Goddess, Dr. Christine Horner's program to protect against and fight breast cancer, and her other book, Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. Today, we talk about overlooked pain, trivial aches and pains, which could lead to serious problems. So let's welcome our guest today, Dr. Christine Horner. Welcome, doctor. Thank you. Thanks. It's great to be with you. Well, you know, a lot of people, yeah, I think pain seems to be the number one health subject that people are looking for solutions to, and many people seem to go towards medical solutions, but I know that there are some great natural solutions out there as well. You know, there sure are, and it really is kind of alarming how many people are suffering with uh, pain, and, you know, that's kind of led to our crisis that we have today, you know, the opioid crisis, and, you know, even reaching for aspirin or ibuprofen. Now there's, you know, research showing that what we used to think, oh, these, you know, over-the-counter medications are completely safe, but it turns out that they're really not. And there's, uh, you know, a huge problem with people taking aspirin and bleeding complications, even deaths. And with ibuprofen, they're now showing an increased risk of, you know, heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, all sorts of things. So I think uh, working naturally is the safest way to go. And fortunately, there's a lot of things that are really effective, too. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, a lot of people have minor aches and pains. How do we know when to actually see a doctor for any of these pain complaints? And what can we actually address on our own? Well, I think if something's minor and it's, you know, short-lived, you know, that kind of thing, definitely you can, you know, work on uh, doing things at home. If you have more severe pain, it's always good to get it checked out by a doctor. And definitely if something's chronic lasting a long time, that's usually a good idea to get it checked out as well. Now, what are the three activities that we tend to overlook as sources of pain and why do we seem to dismiss pain from these types of activities? Well, probably the first one is actually uh, neck pain, usually associated with using your phone too much, <laughs> you know, the text neck. <laughs> 
I mean, it really is a cultural phenomenon now, which I think is kind of sad. Is you know, no matter where you go, you walk into a restaurant. I, I'm at the airport all the time, but what happens is like 90 plus percent of people are sitting there with their phones and their necks, you know, bent down <laughs> looking at their phones. So it truly is a phenomenon where people are having problems with a lot of neck pain. It can, you know, go into headaches and and into uh, upper back pain and even numbness and tingling. And um, this is because the human body was not designed to have its neck <laughs> pulled down onto your chest <laughs> the whole time. So really simple kind of common sense solutions are that uh, if you're going to be using your phone, and I think it's a good idea to not use it quite so much, but if you hold it at eye level rather than down, it's not going to put the stress on your neck. And same thing with computers. I mean, people are hunched over their computers, so getting your computer at eye level and they even make standing desks, which I think is a really good idea because we definitely have research showing that the more we sit, the worse it is for us. And in fact, if people exercise, then sit for longer than five hours a day, it actually shortens their life and increases their risk of all sorts of different chronic diseases. So getting up and moving around and stretching is a really important thing to do. And most experts say you need to get up at least once an hour. If you make it in 20 to 30 minutes, that's probably better too. And that's really going to help to um, caught, you know, stop any kind of potential problems um, caused from kind of overusing those muscles. So um, <clears throat> those are you know, super important tips uh, for the text neck. Well, let me ask you this, because I know that that is becoming a very serious problem. And I also worry about with the the younger generation who continue to be bent over looking at their phones. It's also causing posture problems. And a lot of posture problems can also uh, lead to unwanted pain. Yep, that's absolutely right. So, um, you know, like I said, it's a new thing <laughs> that we have now. And uh, and so I think it's just important for us to be aware of our posture and how much we're using that equipment and then, you know, to help our kids too because, you know, our children are definitely using the technologies way more than we used to in the past. And, and, you know, there's a lot of research showing that it causes a lot of not just physical problems, but potentially mental and emotional problems too. So, uh, yeah, more activity, get up from that desk, keep things at eye level and, you know, cut back on uh, using your technology if you can. Well, let me ask you this. You have a, um, you made a comment called gardener's back. Uh, what are the symptoms of a gardener's back and what are the causes and fixes? So most people in the summertime, and gardening is one of the top hobbies that people do in the summertime, and uh, most people think of it as being this very relaxing type of activity, and they don't really think of it like a sport, but it turns out that you are doing all sorts of weird movements that are not normal, and you could be digging and bent over and lifting heavy heavy things, so it's very common for people to develop back pain uh, from all these weird positions that they do when they're gardening, and, uh, and, and also... You know, you can contuse yourself. That's an easy thing to do, too. You know, hitting things and getting bruising and swelling and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, the, really the symptoms with it is mostly having that low back pain and kind of overall uh, muscle soreness and stiffness. And, and so some of the things that you can do to help that is to, first of all, think about, hey, this is more of a sport than a relaxing activity. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so, yeah, so you really want to, you know, do, do stretches and, you know, 
know, strengthening exercises and things like that. And just watch, you know, what you're doing, too, and just kind of, you know, have an awareness. Like, let's say that you're using a shovel or something and you're hunched over it and that kind of thing. It's like, well, wait a minute, you know, this is something that's not uh, potentially going to work out well. <laughs> you know, I need to really pay attention to my posture, you know, through this uh, as well. Um, getting up you know, from gardening and taking a rest, just like you do when you're sitting at your desk, you know, with the computers and uh, move around just a little bit can be helpful. And um, and then if, you know, you've got any bruises or contusions or, you know, uh, back pain, and as soon as you notice that, um, there's actually this topical that I, I think is, you know, fabulous, and sometimes it just works miracles, um, called uh, Arna Care. Uh, it's a form of Arnica. Um, most people have heard of that. It's from a mountain daisy. And uh, and so Arnicare is, uh, it comes as a gel or a cream, but it's made by a really reputable company from France called Boron. And it really does make a difference what company that you use because the, you know, the different kind of uh, forms of Arnica can be different. But there's lots of research uh, using the Arnicare form. And you can get it everywhere. I mean, it's something that you can find in Target, Walmart, you know, grocery stores, any place, you know, like that. And and so what you do is the moment that you're noticing any kind of discomfort or you bruised yourself, if you start putting topical Arnicare on, um, it really helps with that bruising and swelling and discomfort. And you'd think, oh, you know, this is just some over-the-counter kind of minor thing. But, I mean, truly, it's kind of amazing when I talk with various different people where they, you know, nearly have miraculous stories as far as, you know, how effective it can be. Well, um, in addition, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let me ask you this question because uh, I, I get this all the time from people. When it comes to you know, back pain, and more commonly, it's lower back pain. How can uh-huh. a person tell the difference between back pain that is of skeletal nature versus that of muscular nature? Well, sometimes you can't, but usually uh, if it's of a muscular nature, um, you'll generally not have as severe a, a pain. Um, usually it's kind of a gradual onset. I mean, sometimes people can actually tear, you know, a muscle in their back and it's more of an acute thing. And and uh, with skeletal, generally, of course, this is never 100%, but generally people have excruciating pain, like suddenly, you know, where they sneeze or they do something or they twist, you know, the wrong way and all of a sudden they're having excruciating pain. So usually muscular is a little bit less. Like I said, this is never, you know, 100%. Um, but if you have any question, of course, you want to go to your doctor, you know, to, to get it checked out. Now, interestingly, there's actually a lot of foods, some of them you can even grow in your garden, that have huge anti-inflammatory properties to them that can not only help your overall health, because we know that most chronic diseases are caused by inflammation, but it can also decrease your pain, because most of the pain that we have is associated with inflammation. So the type of foods that you consume um, will have an effect on your level of pain. If you are eating the standard American diet of burgers and fries and tons of sugar, you're going to have more pain in your body even without any uh, kinds of injuries. And the things that we found that are extremely beneficial in helping to decrease inflammation is just kind of plants in general, we'll say. Uh, But there are certain plants that are known to have fairly high anti-inflammatory properties to them. So two of my favorite are ginger and turmeric. And these are roots. 
there. They look kind of identical, but if you cut across the root on turmeric, you see this super bright uh, yellow-orange color to it. And as everybody knows with ginger, it's more of this uh, white color. So both of those uh, roots have very high anti-inflammatory properties. They're called COX-2 anti-inflammatories. And we've heard a lot about these, particularly in the past, because the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical COX-2 anti-inflammatories turned out that um, they worked, but they could kill you. <laughs> so, That's so true. Market. Yeah, heart attacks, all that kind of stuff. So turmeric has been, you know, something that's been used in Ayurveda, the traditional system of medicine from India, which I'm certified in, for over 5,000 years. And it's the most researched plant. They have over 12,000 studies in the medical literature on it. And it's almost like this plant is too good to be true. They found 150 different ways that it helps to support your health and about 30 different anti-cancer properties. But it truly has got huge anti-inflammatory properties. In fact, there was a study that was done a while ago that showed that the uh, amount of anti-inflammatory potency, let's say, in turmeric, was equal to that in cortisone. So it's really? like, okay, again, you may think, okay, this isn't going to work, but uh, but it really does. And so um, turmeric is something you can, ginger, you can cook with it or um, you can take it as a supplement. Um, and I think if you really want to get the full potency of the, anti- of the anti-inflammatories, if you're trying to do preventative or even uh, as a treatment, I, I think taking a supplement is, uh, form is pretty good because otherwise you're you're going to be in, you know eating curries <laughs> every single day, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner in order to get the uh, amount that you need uh, for the anti-inflammatory effects. But again, those two are super great anti-inflammatory. Yeah, I, I love turmeric, and I love uh, I actually juice ginger root, and uh-huh. yeah, um, me too. Adds a little bit of. Uh, extra flavor or spice to the to the other fruits and vegetables that are in the mixture. Right. And I've juiced turmeric before, and I think a lot of people need to realize that if they're going to actually eat the turmeric root, they need to combine it with a healthy fat to drive those properties into the cell more effectively. And um, which if people study uh, Indian food, they'll notice that turmeric... Uh, is always combined with a uh, with some sort of fat if it's going to be uh, ghee, and black which is, pepper. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, black pepper is yeah. the old adage. Yeah, I think oh. uh, when it comes uh-huh. to the supplementation out there, I always lean towards those that actually uh, bind the turmeric with a uh, some type of. Most of them are using some type of choline or phosphatidylcholine out there uh-huh. than the black pepper because it drives it into the cell more effectively. I also want to ask you too. There's a you know, you said you know, gardener's back is kind of like the the top hobby uh, during the summertime. But then there's also uh-huh. something called runner's heel that well, people who like to run or jog uh, on a daily basis, uh, they can also have uh, unwanted pain as well. What do you suggest for that type of condition? Sure. So, uh, and then we'll swing back and talk about some more plants people can grow in the garden for anti-inflammatory. Yes, but, we will. Uh, for the yeah, for the runner's heel, this is actually called plantar fasciitis. Is kind of the technical name for it, and. Um, you don't have to be a runner. You can also be a walker, you know, with this. And usually uh, when you get it, it's it's excruciating. <laughs> it can be. And so uh, some of the causes of it is that you're wearing kind of old, 
worn out, non-supportive, you know, kinds of shoes, of course, overstressing, you know, overusing that area, not stretching and kind of stretching out your calf muscle and your, uh, the, you know, surface of your foot. And, uh, so this is one where it's probably a good idea. I mean, if you're having a lot of pain with it, to go see your physician because you can get stress fractures of the bones in your foot and leg. And so sometimes it's kind of hard to tell, you know, what's what with that. So it's good to, you know, determine that you definitely don't have stress fractures. And if it's just the plantar fasciitis, then what you have to do is really take some time off. You can put ice packs on it. You can do, you know, massage. Sometimes they do physical therapy for it. You can put orthotics into your shoes. Um, that can help people um, a lot. Um, and then really, you know, strengthening your calf muscles and, and stretching is, you know, super important. Well, good. Now, let's let's get back to the garden here and talk about the foods that naturally relieve pain that we should incorporate in our daily diet and at the same time, uh, maybe grow in our garden. Sure. So uh, one of my favorite ones, because it just seems so counterintuitive, is hot peppers. So you'd think that hot peppers are something that really causes a lot of inflammation, but actually it's quite the opposite of that. So they found a molecule uh, in particularly the red-hot peppers called capsaicin, and uh, they found that it actually has huge anti-inflammatory properties to it. So uh, those things are easy to grow in your garden almost any place, you know, in the country, and um, again, something that can be uh, extremely beneficial. Um, there was a study that looked at knee pain associated with osteoarthritis, and they found that people who ate edamame, which is, uh, you know, kind of the appetizer that you would get at a sushi bar, yes. <laughs> uh, that that helped to you decrease the, the knee pain. Uh, with osteoarthritis, and then mint, you know, is another thing. Mint will grow in your garden like a weed, but uh, most people don't know that, like, when you do some topicals that have that kind of almost like menthol, minty uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, molecules in it, that it's something that really helps to relax the muscles and helps to kind of alleviate pain. So those are just a few. There's a lot more, but, you know, those are kind of some of the top ones. Yeah, I'm I'm a big chi- uh, believer in cayenne, and uh, I've taken quite a f- bit of it over the years, and I always lean towards more about uh, 100,000 heat units a day. Uh, not everybody can do that, but uh, it works well for right. me, and you're right. So it does great for pain. Uh, I don't use it for pain. I actually just use it to keep the blood flowing very nicely, uh-huh. but it also acts as, and, and what's great, and I know you know this, but a lot of the listeners need to know that both cayenne and ginger work great as a catalyst for er- for other herbal compounds and nutrients to get them moving through the body more effectively. Right. And helps with your digestion, you know, too. I mean, I always love plants where it's like they have many, many different um, properties to them that um, can help to support your health. It's not like a medication where there's just one thing that it does. It's like generally speaking, you see many, many different uh, beneficial properties for each plant. Oh, absolutely. Now, I know that we've covered things like Texnec, Gardener's Bag and Runner Seal. Those are really seem to be uh, mucoskeletal in nature. And when it comes to pain, what do you, if someone is dealing with pain in, in the abdomen area, maybe there's some pain on the right side around or below the rib cage, maybe a little bit on the left side. Is it something that they need to go see a doctor about? Is it 
constipation? Is it not drinking enough water? Poor digestion? What do you, what would you say? Well, it could be all of the above. I mean, so again, I, I think kind of the degree of discomfort that you're feeling is the most important thing. So sometimes like in the right upper quadrant is where the liver is, the gallbladder. So if somebody's going to have uh, you know, like a congested liver, they could experience some discomfort there. If you have gallbladder pain, usually it hurts like heck. <laughs> it goes all the way through <laughs> your back. So you definitely would know that there's something wrong. You know, with that, uh, people, you know, the sad thing, I think, in our culture right now is that our diet is just so out of whack and, and not at all the way that we were designed to, and doesn't promote health. It's something that really causes a lot of, you know, health issues, and all you have to do is go out and walk around anywhere, and you can see that most people are overweight, they don't look healthy, and and are plagued with digestive problems. And um, like I had said earlier, I'm um, actually certified in Ayurveda, the traditional system of medicine from India that's over 5,000 years old. And that system of medicine, along with traditional Chinese medicine, are actually the two forms of holistic medicine uh, that are still practiced in their comprehensive forms today. So Ayurveda is actually the whole system of medicine is focused on how to create health. And when I went through medical school, I didn't learn anything about how to create health. I mean, really, it was all about how to, you know, suppress symptoms or cut things out, you know, surgically. And and that was it. So um, it was really an awakening to me when I got introduced to the system so that, you know, I could really learn, okay, this is how the human body is designed. This is what we need to do in order to um, create health. And I was um, so into it. I actually left my surgical practice um, about 15 years ago so that I could really focus all my attentions on teaching people how to avoid the knife by uh, teaching them how to become and stay healthy naturally. And it's a lot easier than what most people think, you know, it would be. But, you know, for me, it's super sad to see the state of health that most Americans are in and, you know, being incredibly overweight and everything. And in Ayurveda, they have certain pillars of health that are kind of our foundations of health. And so uh, diet and digestion in that combination um, are considered one of the main, you know, pillars of health. And so um, most of the diseases that we see start with imbalances, and then if those imbalances progress, and they, you know, form diseases. And and so the contribution of having a bad diet and bad digestion are kind of one of the major root sources that we see for uh, for most diseases. So it's extremely common now because people are not eating good food and. You know, their digestive uh, qualities are really off that they have these vague kind of pains and, and acid reflux, you know, very common and all sorts of kinds of digestive problems. And, and uh, these things are actually easily reversible. <laughs> One of the beautiful things about Ayurveda is, again, just kind of understanding, okay, what, how are we designed as human beings? What are the, you know, types of foods and the even daily rhythms that we need to follow? And, and then it also recognizes that we have uh, many different kinds of body constitutions, so not everybody's the same. So some one person can eat hot, spicy foods, and they're completely fine, and another person eats it, and it gives them instant, um, you know, acid reflux. So 
um, understanding what your body constitution is, and then we can really refine kind of the prescription for your uh, individual physiology, and that includes things like your diet, your exercise, you know, what time you go to bed at night, you know, so <laughs> there's so many things that can, um, that affect our health, and if you're not following the rule book of, <laughs> for human beings, then you're going to get yourself into trouble. I, I completely agree with that, and I love the study of Ayurvedic medicine as well as uh, traditional uh, Chinese uh, medicinals. I absolutely love both of those. And let me ask you this on headaches. Uh, how does one know when a headache is uh, acute or chronic, and when do they need to see their doctor? Well, acute usually means that it's a sudden onset, and it's and then chronic means that it's been going on for quite some time. And, and again, kind of the degree of pain is a thing that's uh, an indicator. So if it's really mild, you know, it, it's usually not something serious, and it could be musculoskeletal, and you kind of kind of work with it. And that some women will have migraines that are hormonal. Um, but uh, if you have really severe headaches, I mean, that's the thing where it's just, there's a lot of bad things that can happen from strokes to aneurysms to, you know, all sorts of things. And definitely, if you're having one of those headaches, you need to be seen right away. Uh, great. Now, where can all of my listeners get more information on what we have discussed today? And how can they, how can my audience connect with you? Sure. So, um, there's a great website, arnacare.com. Uh, so it's got even gardening tips and so forth on it so you can learn more about um, Arnacare. And then my website is drchristinehorner.com, D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-H-O-R-N-E-R.com. And I have a free newsletter uh, with you know tips and tricks. I have my own radio show, too, called The Radiant Health Show. So I've got all the archived um, shows on there, um, videos all sorts of tips and tricks that you can do to help you with your health. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Horner. I want to thank you again for coming on to Life-Changing Wellness and sharing your knowledge. I know that uh, you will have a plethora of knowledge that uh, just goes on and on. And I'm so thankful for a medical doctor like you who has seen the light of natural healing and is now sharing that message with uh, millions of people. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome, common and thank sense. you. That's it, and that's what it comes down to. It comes down to common sense. And ladies and gentlemen, you heard that here. A medical doctor, Dr. Christine Horner, tells us it comes down to common sense, and believe it or not, common sense can actually open up the door to healing for the body, the mind, and the spirit. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. So you can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com. And I want to thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Ward Bond, and remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. God bless.